0: Welcome to Family Life Today, presented in cooperation with this station by Power to Change. We hope today's program will give you something to reflect on and to encourage you in your relationships. Our hosts are Dave and Ann Wilson.
1: We're having an amazing week.
2: The best of week.
1: (laughs) We're revisiting favorite moments on Family Life Today from the past year. And today's theme is
2: friendships really matter.
1: And it was fun because we got to sit down with Maggie Combs. She Oh, wrote, we have
2: some people in the studio with us. Oh, I always forget you guys. Talk about friendships <laughs> that really matter. <laughs> and we got David and Meg Robbins, the president of family life back with us. I mean, I, You're our friends, right? You
3: guys, seriously, we do get to do a lot of things together, you know, when it comes to different conferences, retreats we do, we get I to really sit around like this table together. We are so grateful to get to do it with friends like you. You Sincerely. guys
1: are a
2: blast.
3: Too. Well, you Vice too. versa.
2: Okay, let's talk about friendships and community. I mean it's built into the human DNA. We need people. So we really need
1: people. And I loved when Maggie Combs came because she has a book called Motherhood Without Rules. And we're gonna kick off with her because she's the content director for Well Watered Women Ministry. A lot of our listeners have probably heard of that. But Maggie sat down with us to talk about how much moms need other moms. It's pretty crucial.
4: We've been given friends, we've been given the local church, and so often we want to go to Instagram for relationship, we want to go to social media for relationship, and those relationships are not enough. They Mm -hmm. cannot know our whole selves, but women who are in our lives doing real life with us can, when we're willing to pull back the veneer and say, hey, I don't feel like a good mom today because I did this. And
1: moms tend to hide in our shame. Mm. When we feel shame, we pull away from others. And I remember making myself make calls when I felt like every other mom's better than I am. And if I tell them the way I'm acting or even what's in my heart, like I'm so angry or lonely sometimes, I'm afraid I'll be judged. And so sometimes to be the first one to say it, will open this door of other women saying, me too. And there's something really special and healing about having people open up about what they're facing and then praying. I think the right kind of friend, Dave, is really important. When I would call a friend, um, and she would say, I know your husband is an idiot, I'm like, okay, <laughs> that may not be the
4: best friend. You had
1: friends say that about me? I <laughs> it uh, could have been a family member. No, oh. I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> I was gonna say there's kind of two steps. There's one being the willing to be the first person to be vulnerable. Yeah. But then making sure that you are being vulnerable with the kind of friend mm. who's gonna give you the gospel. Exactly. And so the world is full of all kinds of things to put our hope in. Like we can put our hope in the next girl's night out or the <laughs> next vacation or don't one of the main ones moms here is like, don't worry, it's just a season. <laughs> and that is a little hope. That is not enough to support all the hope that we need for motherhood. And so getting a friend who, you know, is going to say, mm, I see that. I see how that was really hard, but you know, I also see that Jesus, is here with you and he knows what it's like when your kids mm. are just they not listen to anything you say <laughs> who knows better than jesus about that right <laughs> i mean it's like prone to wander i mean and so when your kids are refusing to listen to you, a friend who says you know what i think god has experienced that too let's pray together, yeah, that let's, friend pray friend together been, let's pray together and remember yes. let's remember together what god has said about this
5: I love what Maggie had to say there and you Anne because I can so relate and the enemy wants nothing more than to get us in that place where we want to hide and isolate and I know that in pretty much every stage that we've been through so far in raising kids, from the diaper stage to the seven-year-old stage. And now we have teenagers. We obviously still have a road ahead of us. But every stage, there are times when I feel like I'm failing or I'm doing things wrong. or And there's there it does come with shame at times. But there is so much freedom when I have picked up the phone and invited someone into that space with me or sat down with coffee or had a play date or whatever it was but chosen to take that risky step with another friend. I mean, we are created for friendships and for community. And I know for me, I experience the love of Jesus and the freedom so much more when I take that step of faith and just step into the light with others.
1: There's something about the authenticity Of someone calling you up or taking a walk with you and just being totally honest and real of where they're struggling. Yep. One of my girlfriends, we have been brutally honest, not only with our kids of faith, but then what we perceive as failure. Mm. And yet God's in the midst of that. And there's so much healing then when we come together and we pray through those things. I love that Jesus gave us one another to walk this
2: life. I'll tell you, this isn't just a woman thing. (laughs) Sometimes it's easy to think, oh, women are so much better at this than men, and, you know, guys sit separate. We need community as much as anybody, and especially as a husband and a dad, to try and do it without guys. The best gift I think God's given me in my life, besides Ann and our boys, and now our our daughter-in-laws and my grandkids, is other men.
3: I'm so grateful for the six guys I've had for 20 years and each city I've gone into. I've actually made the internal commitment after being overseas and feeling very isolated. Whenever we move to a new city, within six months, someone will know my whole story. (laughs) Someone in the place I live. It's one thing to have friends at a distance, a whole nother thing friends you're walking with. Because as Larry Crabb said, everyone needs people where you tell your story without leaving out a chapter. (laughs) But I also need friends, and this is part of the discernment where you take those risks, but you need friends that don't just give the spiritual platitude back. And I feel like that's what Maggie was really sharing there, is people that will take you to the full grace and truth and depths together. That's part of what makes family life today what it is. I mean, you guys journey with people. I mean, you don't sit at a literal table with people who listen, but... David and Ann, you get to sit with people and invite someone else into the conversation. And you are a trusted, authentic friend to someone who needs to hear the gospel truth, not a spiritual platitude, but the depths of what God offers us in meeting us in our time of need.
2: Yeah, so as we uh, keep talking about the best of. We had Jenny Allen on. She's so fun. Oh, she was awesome. She and her husband, Zach, live in Texas. They She has an amazing ministry. Wrote a book called Find Your People, and you talk about a conversation about how important community is. I don't think anybody can say it as well as she did. I was inspired to find more people <laughs> in my own life, and I think you will be as well.
6: To the mom that feels really isolated, I would say, first of all, Make friends with people that don't have kids. So singles, those were some of my best friends in that time. They would come over after I put my kids down and my husband was gone and we'd get to hang out and they were flexible enough to be able to drop by when my kids were napping or when they were asleep. Hmm. And then I would say make friends with people that are older than you that will come over and like say, hey, let me tell you, you know, give you perspective that this season is not the end all be all like, this is what's going to happen. And here's how I handled this. And here's what I did. And this is those people are necessary in your life. We call them mentors or disciple makers sometimes, but whatever you call them, you just need people that have done this life stage before you. And then I would say get creative with your friends. So one thing I did with my friends when we had young kids was every Sunday we would cook for each other and we would take, deliver meals and see each other when we would deliver our meals to each other. That's so sweet. You did that every Sunday. Yeah, we would cook together. Yeah. And we're about to start it again actually because our kids are now getting older and we don't have as many. When you've got six, it's kind of, uh, eat a lot, it's six (laughs) people in your family. It's hard to cook for other families. but, But when your kids are little and toddlers, that's a great thing to do together where you make the meals for the week and you cook one big meal for all the families and then they cook one big meal for all the families it was so fun and so just yes. be creative another thing I've seen people do is meet at Costco meet at Target meet at somewhere there's a playground go to a park together like push your strollers I also want to say for those people that are just starting your life do not be like Monica and Chandler on friends where they have their (laughs) twins and they move out to the suburbs. Like if you are having babies and you're thinking we need a yard, we need all these things, we need the perfect house, all that. Be sure you're not leaving the communal system that you actually need to raise your kids like that. I would say be careful to take a job that pays more and leave your family be careful in that season make choices that maybe bring you conveniences but take you away from people you know i hope and believe people will you know certainly not everyone's going to go move because they read this book but i do hope it brings into context you know what i need neighbors and i need people that know what's going on and that i can borrow things from and take walks with and be in each other's lives
3: yes i hear jenny i just think man Right where I'm at, there are already people all around us. There are already relationships that can grow deeper right now with just a little more intentionalities. There could be big decisions on the horizon to find your people more. But really, I hear her saying, nope, right where you are. Acts seventeen twenty six. God has chosen allotted periods of times in the exact dwelling places, so that people could be drawn to Him. And we have we can just lift our eyes to what He's already doing around us.
5: Yeah, I love how practical she is. Thank too. too. She gives a list of six things you can do just to make things that we're already doing in our life. Invite somebody to do it with you, whether it's working out or pushing a stroller or whatever it might be. Invite somebody and do it together. There are people around us doing very similar things to what we're doing. Or maybe there are people who wish they were doing what we're doing. And we can invite them into those moments.
2: And sometimes they can uh, show up when you need them the most. I remember Mm. I had to move an elliptical. Oh. from (laughs) I've done that before.
5: This is real.
2: I mean, this was super heavy. And I got it. It's a long story, but I got it from the lion's. And they were getting rid of it, so it was <laughs> the kind that 300 pound linemen can use. So it was the heavy. It was commercial it was grade, last. yeah. And I remember I got to get it upstairs to this little den. There's no way. Oh, and you I said the text word upstairs. About oh man, upstairs, yeah. Oh. I mean, I I could not. You couldn't move it. And I literally was online like, you know, moving companies. It's going to cost me several hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, here it goes. And I sent a text to like six guys, and they were over in our house in 30 minutes. But those are the friends you can call. It was was such a gift to go. I Mm. know the guys, you know, we used to call them your 2 a.m. friends who any call at any time, 2 in the morning, they will drop whatever to be there. And there's so many people don't have those people. Mm. And we were made to find those people. That's what Jenny was talking about. I tell you, one of those people in our life in my life is Carl Clausen Carl uh, hosts a show called uh, Carl and Crew on Moody Radio in Chicago Pastor one of the amazing things about and he tells about uh, doing the Iditarod in his book The Seven Resolutions and if you've never heard Carl Clausen tell a story you're in for a treat no one tells a story like this guy and he tells a story about one of his dogs and I think it was named Alaska yeah And it's this epic story. And guess what? The clincher is how important people are.
7: So I had in my team some incredible dogs, but one of them was Alaska. Big, white, husky, blue eyes, just beautiful. Not the brightest guy in the team, but strong and faithful. Just one of those kind of guys. (laughs) And he was my buddy. Uh, We had been mushing up the Yukon River uh, for over 100 miles. And we finally get to the village of Caltech. And I go walking up to what I thought could be the checkpoint. And I knock on the door. No one answers. I open it up and walk in. The minute I step inside, I hear the worst dogfight I'd heard in a long time outside. I run out there. I've got my headlamp on, and it's dancing in the snow. And I get to my team. And there's blood all over the snow. Some loose village dogs didn't like the fact that my team had encroached on their turf. Mm. And they came out and attacked my team. Well, Alaska decided to defend the whole team. And he did. And he got the worst end of it. And I pick him up and then we haul him back inside. By now the veterinarian is awake and we've got some checkers that are awake. We lay him on a table. And so I thought, I can't go without him. i got to have him to go from Caltech to I gotta go up over a pass and I need my big old beefcake Alaska there in wheel I gotta have him there and so I waited seven hours and after seven hours he got more stiff I'm like I can't take him so I told the checkpoint I said I've gotta drop this dog from team number seven and I had to officially sign off I'm mm. leaving him behind And I pull out the snow hook, which is the emergency break for a dog team. And we mush out of Caltech and go around this corner. And here's Alaska, 100 yards away, howling at me. I had to cover Mm. my face with my parka hood. Mm. But I land in Unalakleet, and I'm hungry. They said, we get some chili for you over at this home. So they point over there. I mush my team over to that home. I park it. I go inside, get off all my gear. I sit down to eat and big knock at the door. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Sure enough, Checker says you got a problem with your dog team out here. One of your dogs is loose. I'm like, I got another one loose. You got to be kidding me! I go outside, walk around the corner, and guess who's there? Alaska. My Alaska followed me a hundred miles to Unalakleet to be with me. You know what? We need to choose friends like Alaska. They're hundred-mile friends in order to find the kind of friend that Alaska was to me, and they are out there. Mm. You've got to meet people, and you pray in the spirit that God will direct you to those people that God would say, this is your Alaska, buddy.
1: (laughs) No one can tell a
2: story like Carl. I mean, you just feel like you're sitting (laughs) at the feet (laughs) Of Garrison Keillor. I mean, it's just like he weaves a story. You feel like you're in the Iditarod.
1: And I feel like I need that friend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the point of the story is people do whatever it takes to mm-hmm. be there when you need them. And hopefully we're those people in other people's lives as well.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you guys really are. I mean, you day in, day out help us grow.
5: Yeah. I think what we love about you guys, Dave and Ann, is that you have one heartbeat one passion that really drives you.
3: Yeah. And I think as I think about the theme and beginning to close out this year as the end of year comes, uh, we just wanted to honor you guys. You know, we were just all holding up our flashlights to a song that Dave <laughs> sang, waving it back and forth. Oh, um, that's
2: never, ever happened anywhere else. <laughs> we do it here because we
3: love you guys. And our team put something together for you, a little surprise.
7: Uh-huh. In a world where relationships matter most,
2: for one man,
0: one thing matters most.
7: What do
2: you think I think about most of the day? football. Football. You bring yeah. it up often. <laughs> and you know I'm a football yeah, guy. i can probably throw a football at probably. probably I you gonna say play football. We're not I'm here to talk play. about football today, which I could can do. Can we make this more like a football illustration? <laughs> you don't about. have to revert to football. <laughs> gonna yeah. Everybody's gonna love football. Seriously.
1: This is family life football.
7: A story, thirty years in the making. One team, one chaplain, one playoff win.
2: You know what that meant? A lot of losses. You know, I'm the Detroit Lions I'm chaplain. The Lions lost oh, again. Oh, yeah. Maybe I've said it a couple times. I was the Detroit Lions chaplain for 33 seasons. Starring Shelby Abbott.
3: I'm into the NFL, but he's really into it.
2: Along with Ann Wilson.
1: One of the things you talk about quite often is that I'm Joy. Football
7: and the losingest chaplain in the history of the universe. Dave Wilson.
2: And our producer Jim just said somehow Wilson got football in an interview again. Oh wait, football! Just had to get that in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Please let me take that with me. Oh, that's
5: worse. What
2: the I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. Uh, I think they, they made all that stuff up. I don't talk about <laughs> yeah, that much. They totally dubbed your voice into unique things <laughs> there. Oh,
7: you
0: much on the
6: cutting floor <laughs> <laughs> did
5: you do that it was so well done oh that's hilarious that
3: just that gives you a amazing. little glimpse of the family life the quality of the family life team behind Dave and Ann yeah uh, an amazing group but on a more serious note <laughs> now that we got you Chucklin, um we are seriously so grateful for you and you pouring out your lives what one of the things we love about David
1: you. it's too late after that no come on hold
3: on <laughs>
6: One of the things we love about you, yeah,
3: about football, (laughs) Um, no, about you is not only do you point us to God's word time and time again, you are so authentic. You bring your own story, even if it is a lot
7: about football,
3: because that's who you are. It's got to come out of you because you love it, you know.
5: And you keep us all laughing. You genuinely. do keep
3: us laughing, and In you're willing to laugh way. at yourself. I mean, that's a gift. There's that's, a lot there's to laugh amazing about. humility of that. But one of the guests we had recently, Benjamin and Kirsten Watson. He was a football player. He was. <laughs> Man, you would steal that from me. Uh, he was an NFL football player, and they had this to say about you guys
0: we thank you for being a demonstration not only to the teams that you are on but being able to do that outside of the the nfl but also across the nfl mm-hmm. i mean we were never with detroit but through pro uh, athlete outreach we were able to see you all and you all have spoken in our lives in ways that you probably will never know and i can say that a lot of other people can probably say the same thing mm-hmm. and so i think that's the beauty of the body of christ yeah. is that you can be in your lane, but you also get encouraged by people that are ahead of you, behind you, and beside you. And you guys have done that for us, too, so thank 100% you. One
5: hundred percent, yes.
1: That's really sweet, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I remember when they surprised us, really. We were interviewing them, and they said, hey, can we say something? And we're like, yeah, what do you want to say? Not thinking they were going to thank us for that um
1: and we'd have to end with saying to you listeners you really matter to us we need you and we thank you for how you support us how you listen how your contributors many of you give financially and that is an incredible blessing we can only do what we're doing because of your generosity
0: we want to thank david and Ann wilson and their team for another edition of family life today Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication, and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as Power to Change, and our mission is to effectively develop godly families, the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Interesting in mentoring a younger couple or being mentored yourself? Check out Power to Change's mentoring initiative designed to help you avoid those pitfalls we all can fall into. Email radio at powertochange.org.au or go to our website, families.powertochange.org.au under the Helping Couples tab to get started today. Until tomorrow, God's blessings.